So you're listening to the What's Fashion Technology podcast. And this is the podcast where we discuss all the innovations that are revolutionizing the fashion industry with technology. In this episode, I spoke to Straya Makovic, the software engineer and XYC startup founder with an interest in deep tech and fashion. Previously, Straya has worked on peer-to-peer protocols. However, most recently, he has founded the startup Limitless. So Limitless aims to enhance the shopping experience for made-to-measure clothing through the use of phone-based 3D scanning technology. The app is striving to create a more convenient, personalized shopping experience for its customers and enable fashion designers and tailors to sell online and reach global audiences. In this episode, Straya explains how 3D scanning can help the fashion industry and also his own unique view on how technology will shift the way we wear and view clothing. I think this is a really fun and thought-provoking episode so I really hope you enjoy. Uh, yeah, so uh, my name is Straya. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Limitless. And we are a startup that is focused on 3D scanning and made-to-measure uh, clothing. We, our main product is a platform that allows um, tailors and fashion brands to sell uh, made-to-measure clothing online and um, likewise, customers to purchase, make, measure items for promote them. Amazing. Well, I have to ask, how did you end up being the CEO and co-founder of this brand? Uh, like, did you have a history in fashion, or yeah, how did this interest first begin? Uh, I actually didn't have any uh, history in fashion. Um, complete opposite, actually. Um, it was as my route starts as a customer. Uh, I always had uh, trouble finding the clothes that fit me. Um, you can't tell on a video, but I'm six seven uh, or two meters in uh, European measures. Um, so it's, that's it was, tall. It was yeah. It was always hard to find the right sleeve length, the right pants length. Um, and in 2017 or 18. Um, there were a few of these made-to-measure apps that were starting to pop out. Um, and I tried a few of those. Um, and like those apps back then were very limited just because they didn't have access to LiDAR and through depth on camera. Um, so the fit wasn't great. But uh, maybe like a year later, I was attending the YC uh, event, um, y- YC's um startup accelerator in San Francisco. And one of the startups had a demo of uh, real-time reconstruction using the front-facing face ID camera. And it just clicked to me, like, if you just use this instead of the current approach that the startups were using back then, you wouldn't need to have all this fancy machine learning um, and you would have, like, true to the size uh, 3D models generated from from the phones. And it was just like sitting, that idea was just sitting in the back of my mind. And since the, nobody was really working on it for like a year, two years, three years, uh, I just decided uh, I should start working on this over the weekend. And then it became a um, full-time project. That's amazing. It's It's funny because I actually, I used to, um, someone I lived with at university, he was also um, really tall, like six, seven as well. So I know that's like really, really tall. And he had the same thing, like he couldn't find clothes to fit him 
properly. And it must just be, it must be so crazy. And it's almost crazy that there are so many people who are really tall and then the brands kind of aren't accommodating them. Like, it's kind of funny that there's not more um, things like this. So I think it's amazing that you're doing this. And I think your personal experience like to do it is, is really um, amazing. So I want to ask, so obviously you were saying that you um, did it as a hobby first and then went on to make it your full time. How was this transition? Just more of general of like startup life and like having a side project. How was this journey from doing it on the side and then making it your full time? So the transition was very natural to me. I've worked in multiple startups before and also as an employee and also as a founder. So this was just something that was very interesting to me and um, the level of interest grew to the level where I really had to like build an actual company around it. Tell me if I'm a consumer and I want to use this technology, how does it actually work and how do you explain it in simple terms if I've never heard of any of this before? What's the process that I would do? Uh, so you as a customer, would, you would download an app. You need to have iPhone because iPhones are currently um, the phones that have the greatest support for um, LiDAR, which is the depth sensor. You, you would need a help from a friend. They would just make a short video by making a full circle around you. Uh, after a minute or two, um, that footage gets uploaded to the server. Server does all the hard work and reconstructs the 3D model. Uh, and then you are ready to uh, start shopping. Uh, when you actually order something, for example, a dress or a suit or a shirt, um, the seller who you ordered that from, um, they get access to um, a digital tape measure tool that can be opened in any web browser. And then they can use this digital tape measure to take any measurement they would need as if you were there next to them in person. And what would you say to people who wouldn't trust a digital tape measure? Like, so if they're used to being fitted traditionally with physical tape measures in person, uh, you can imagine that if they heard a digital tape measure, they'd think, how can this be accurate? What would you say to kind of combat this feedback? We don't hear that a lot. We actually hear the opposite. Um, people are actually like, surprised how good of the scans our um, app generates. Um, I, I like. I, I assume you saw what like, Facebook meta avatars look like. They're very um, cartoonish. Like um, our ours are complete opposite. You generate real human that looks exactly like you um so we, we we get more of the wow uh surprise factor than hey this is very hard to believe it's accurate yeah that's really funny because i feel like um it's funny with the whole conversation of avatars because i think the way that they actually look has a real impact on how people perceive them like it's, i've heard the opinion of if they look loads like a human then that's sometimes off-putting but it depends the context but I feel like or if they look really cartoonish that can be off-putting for different reasons and I think in fit it makes sense that if it looked really realistic that's obviously better so it's so yeah so people kind of can understand it more so how does this technology actually work um yeah so modern iPhones have this sensor called LiDAR 
And when you take a picture, um, that picture besides colors, red, green, and blue, also contains uh, information about uh, a distance of every pixel from that sensor. So like from, from using um, that kind of information from multiple angles, we can get uh, the accurate um, reconstruction of the object that was being pictured. Um, and these sensors are really accurate. Um, like we were doing measurements, just comparing real tape measure with our scans. And there was like a few millimeters uh, difference, which is more than enough to create even a really great fitting uh, suits. Wow, it sounds really impressive. And you obviously mentioned that you are a made to measure brand. So this obviously means that you only create clothes that people order um, and specifically tailored to them. What are some of the benefits of this kind of model in fashion? And why did you choose for it to be made to measure? So I wouldn't really categorize us as a brand. I would more, I would be more inclined to categorize us as a technology that other brands are using um, to sell their made-to-measure clothing. Um, but having said that, in, in terms of like where the value for the customer is, obviously um, the customer gets better fit. Um, they don't have to spend time going to um, atelier or tailor to get measured. They can just scan themselves once and then order multiple times. Um, they're also, they also benefit from uh, more options. For example, if you're in um, Dubai and you want to get a really good suit uh, from London, previously you had to fly to London to get measured. Like now you don't really have to do that. Uh, locally you have much better access to all these uh, sellers. Then there are like some not, not obvious benefits. Um, when you do made to measure and made to order, you don't overproduce the standard sizing, uh, which is wasteful. And, and this waste is both in uh, ecology terms and also economic terms. First, there's fashion industry is one of the largest polluter, polluters on the planet, um, but also all these unsold clothes, returns of clothes that doesn't fit, is also a cost that, that undercuts um, the end revenue of the companies that are selling. And with this technology, do you think this is something that, or do you hope that this is adopted by the wide industry and we turn to more of a made-to-measure model within fashion generally? Or do you think that this will always be exclusive to things like tailor-made suits or dresses or more premium clothing, for instance? No, I actually think in, in, in the long term, uh, everything is going to be uh, done made to measure. Um, the clothes are just so much better. And once the actual tooling for the production gets optimized uh, for on-demand production um, in terms of the size, I, I think even T-shirts um, and everything between T-shirts and suits are going to be produced made to measure. Um, there's going to be tremendous economic benefits from doing that. And I think companies are going to want to do it. We started with formal wear just because uh, that was kind of the easiest first step to penetrate uh, the industry. Um, it's it, it, it's industry that doesn't really have a way to currently sell online. And it's a very easy um, sell to the tailor, hey, use our tool and you can 
sell anywhere on the planet. So first steps, uh, and then from there on. So you've obviously, you started this because you needed made-to-measure clothes. How do you interact with this technology now that you've created it for yourself? Oh, I, I, I've been testing it a lot. So I've been ordering a lot of custom-made pants and shirts. And I've been... That's amazing. It's good that you um, <laughs> were able to create the stock. But that's, that's, that's the thing with like a startup or a new business idea. It's usually the best ones are when someone creates it for themselves, like in a sense, like an issue that they have. So I think that's really, that's really cool that you've been able to do that for, for yourself. But as well, what is one of the main challenges in starting a tech startup for the fashion industry? Our main challenge is just edu- educating people uh, about the technology, um, teaching them how to use it, uh, and just convincing them to try it out. Um, like once they try it out um, and they see it's not hard to use, um, the, ben- the benefits are tremendous. I-, I think our challenges are much more in domain of like what any technology startup has versus uh, what a fashion, like traditional fashion brand would have. It's funny because everyone who's within, who's kind of pushing the bounds of technological innovation in the fashion industry, the biggest challenge is always the education for the consumers or users around the benefits of the new technology. Do you think this is a natural thing when pushing innovation or do you think that it's just the fashion industry traditionally is more resistant to change? Um, I, th- I think that the fashion industry is just so big. Um, and when you have something that's really big, it's very hard to change um, because just inertia of going in a certain direction is going to be very um, hard to like steer in the other direction. But I, I think it, it's definitely changing and we see a lot more even like startups, but also um, traditional big brands are starting to use a lot more uh, of the technology in their design process, in their manufacturing process. Um, so th- th- things are changing and I'm very optimistic that like long-term fashion is going to get crazier and crazier. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, people always say how the fashion industry like is resistant to change. But if you think about it, the momentum it has in going a certain direction and like it is so huge, like you were saying. So it makes sense that it would take some time to slow that momentum in the other way and like get it moving in a different direction. So I think that's very fair. And yeah, we just need to, doesn't mean that just because it's slow doesn't mean that this isn't still going to be the future and what people use. But obviously with Made to Measure, I always think of a sustainability benefit straight away, just because obviously, like you said, there's less waste. Was that a driver behind starting? And is that an aspect of your business overall? Uh, no, um, that that is a huge side benefit. The reason why I started it is because I really had a problem to uh, order clothes. And if, if we solve another big problem that the industry has, um, then it's even better. There's um, technology being inserted in a lot of different areas um, of fashion, both in um, production, but also in um, sales and AR and like virtual dressing rooms. I'll just go and start in in AR, for example. We are seeing a lot of startups that, that are doing um, virtual try-on um, and virtualizing what an item will look like on you. Um, and I think 
I think that that's pretty interesting because you don't have to go to the store and try it on. Um, you can just open an app and take a picture or take a video and then see how it would look like on you. Um, and if you like it, you can always order it or actually go to the store and like decide that it's worth going to the store to try it again, just to see how it actually feels. Um, but that's kind of like the part that's currently missing is that um, touch feeling of what um, clothes actually feels on you. Also in consumer, um, part of the gap we are seeing a lot of like smart clothes uh, health monitoring. So clothes that have embedded tracking for fitness and heart rate, blood pressure. Um, I, I think that is very interesting because I'm very aware of the health aspect and I'm trying to keep my body as healthy as possible. Um, so I'm going to really be excited when we get um, the clothes that has embedded blood glucose monitors. <laughs> um, I think that's, that is just inevitable that that will happen. I think the fact that we already have our health tracking things just on our phones or like on our watches, things like this. And I think it's only inevitable that clothes are also going to do that. And I think that's really amazing. And I also can't wait for that. I think it'll be really cool. You did mention a point that was the thing that's lacking with digital tools is just the touch and feel of physical products. And I think, yeah, that is obviously the one thing with all of this is like fundamentally you can't beat that, especially when you're buying something or yeah, just getting that full experience. Obviously, it's nice to have the physical product in your hand. So it'll be interesting to see what new innovation comes about to facilitate this or if there is no if there is no solution to this because obviously yeah having the physical product in your hand is having the physical product in your hand so I don't know it'll be interesting to see how that all goes as well but as a closing question what do you think the future of fashion is oh well well i'll just go back to the point you made um mm -hmm. um i'll just throw a wild um speculation there there's an, a non-zero percent chance that in 20 years we will all be wearing um, green spandex um, and if Elon Musk is able to build the brain computer interface what we are currently doing with uh, AR on the phones we'll just do it directly in our brain um, and our brains will connect to each other to tell others what we are wearing and then our brains will just trick the mind to, to change the green spandex into whatever um, oh my god! <laughs> Would you want this to happen? I mean, there's like some very interesting scenarios that you could do. Um, obviously, if if your brains connect to other people's brain and they receive information about what they are wearing today, uh, like your brain can respect that and dress them as what they told you. But your brain is uh, at the end in the in control of what other people are wearing. Wow. This is mad. Wait, I want to. I I I know like a little bit about this, but I don't know a lot about it. What what is this called? Like, so I can research it more. Uh, so it's um, uh, the particular project that I was talking about is called Neuralink, uh, and it it is a connector between uh, the brain and actual computer. Um, idea being is that our brains are very powerful processors, but um, like actual input of information into it and output information out of it is very slow. So if we figure out how to connect uh, our brain with a computer in a faster way, um, all of these kind of things become uh, a lot more real and less sci-fi. Oh my God. It sounds, 
it sounds so scary, but then it also sounds like that could happen because it's kind of like we're already so connected to our computers, we're so connected to our phones. So if you could plug yourself into them, in a sense, I feel like people would. That's crazy. I definitely want to learn more about that. But I think it is. It's, it kind of is similar to the idea of when we're all wearing AR glasses, then... And if you're, you could buy, you'd be wearing like a plain, plain clothes. And then you've obviously, and then everyone's just viewing your clothing through technology and AR. So I feel like it's like another step on to that in a way, like the step after that, which is scary, but maybe that would be, yeah, in the distant future, but kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like I think AR glasses are um, coming out very soon. Um, I think Apple is on track to release once. In a year or two, Neuralink is still a little bit off. Um, and then distribution and just all the logistics that need to happen to make it possible are, are probably 10 to 20 years um, into the future. But I, I think we're heading there. <laughs> it, interestingly, though, like say if that was the reality, how would your fit technology fit into this? Well, I, I guess uh, we wouldn't really need our technology then. Um, we would just wear... But maybe that's the goal. <laughs> maybe that's the goal in in a way because then like, your issue is completely solved because then anyone of any height, any shape, any size, the clothes are just made for them anyway. So it's kind of the number one solution. Yeah, and and it, it and there's also like a benefit that you don't have to produce anything um, physically. You create zero waste and then your creativity is the only limit. It's very hard to produce a custom one-off um, fashion item while it's very easy to design that item. Something like this would essentially make everybody able to access one-off fashion items and wear it. Yeah, when you actually look at it through that lens, it actually seems to get more and more positive because as well, the whole concept of digital fashion, I think the main one of the nicest ways to look at it is that it's like it's this limitless possibilities of what you can wear how you can like self-express and then in in a way that produces no waste and like you're not bringing anything into the physical world I think in that way like it actually seems you could be living in an even better world where we nature is thriving and we're all just expressing ourselves everyone has access to like whatever they want to wear yeah and then because we have this technology. I wonder in that specific example, would you be able to like unplug yourself from it? <laughs> uh, definitely. Um, the same way you can like currently turn off your uh, iPhone and not use a phone, but the benefits of being connected are going to be uh, the same as using internet versus not using internet at the moment. Um Ooh. It's going to be very hard to convince people to unplug themselves. That's the thing I was going to say, because it's like, I wish I could just turn off my internet, turn off my phone, but I think I'd really struggle. I have never even tried. Maybe I should try it one time, but I think I, it'd be very confronting how hard it would be. So it makes, so I feel like if that was ever the case, it'd probably be similar, a similar thing. Like imagine if like we're having a conversation and somewhere along the line of this conversation you get curious about like what's the history of standard sizing and how it came about in the back of your mind you could just have a thought uh, like hey um i'm curious about this 
and your brain that's connected to a computer would just automatically do a Google search or chat GPT and just give you, hey, um, standard sizing came about in early 1800s when Napoleon tried to conquer Europe and he needed a way to dress his army <laughs> in like large scale. Um, that's just, it seems so mad, but really when you think about it now, like if you have a question, you do just grab your phone and Google it. I always try not to, but I, that's just what you do, don't you? You just, you think that, oh, like, let's just find out the answer. So it's like, it's actually not that far different to what we do now. So it's actually crazy. It's exciting to see how it will all unfold. Do you, obviously, you're in the tech space. Do you have any sort of insight into any kind of new innovation that hasn't really hit the mass, the masses yet? Or what's your most, or what's something, again, that you're excited about in terms of tech in fashion? Well, I'm generally very optimistic. And um, technology is getting developed at a very fast and never stopping accelerating pace. Just like this year, we saw so many like improvements in AI. And I wouldn't say that I have any insights into like something that's not released at the moment. Uh, but there's so much going on um, out there that it's very hard to be pessimistic about the future. Yeah, exactly. And I think just by speaking to you, by speaking to all these different people involved in the space, like everyone's wanting to use this technology for a positive reason. And I think as well, it's just a great example of even when we were discussing the example before, like initially it's like, oh my God, no, that sounds really scary and like so different and we don't want that. But then when you actually unpack it and see like the benefits of it, it's actually like, oh, that is a that could actually be more positive than the way we are now. And that's why it's important to be open to innovation. I think just generally as as a human being, like you've got to kind of move, keep moving forward and like evolving in a sense. So I think that's, I think, yeah, I'm optimistic as well. And it's it's great. But um, finally, where can people learn more about yourself? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, my handle is uh, Yostra M. So Y-O-S-T-R-A-M. Um, and our website is uh, limitless, L-M-T-L-S-S dot I-O. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. It's been really interesting. And yeah, can't wait to see how it all evolves. Yeah, uh, it was great talking to you. Very, um, very fun podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.